Welcome, everybody, to the Puck and Selly podcast. With me is my cousin and great friend as well, Eric. How's mm-hmm. uh, how's your week going? Uh, you know, it's 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 hanging in there. Um, <laughs> it's, uh... it's, a, it's a it's a hot Tuesday that feels <laughs> like a bad Thursday. I don't know. <laughs> Coming off a bad yeah. year into a, a hell of a start of a new year. <laughs> I mean, I mean, my year, my 2020 was good, but I don't like starting off 2021 with light treason. So, <laughs> and then also with us is uh, our good friend uh, Jimmy. How you doing, Jimmy? Well, I'm doing well. I'm going to be honest. When you said great friend before, I thought that's when I was going to jump in, but I was still attached to Eric. Little yeah. hurt, but I will survive. Yeah, that's we'll switch great. it up every now and then. It's not going to hurt nobody. Of course, of course. Not yet. Not but yet. I am your host, Stephen. Um, I uh, I am a hockey fanatic. Um, I will sit and talk about hockey all day long, which is why I kind of decided to start talking about uh, doing a podcast. And luckily, Eric here and Jimmy both mm-hmm. wanted to jump in. They both love it. We're all Stars fans. Uh, Jimmy likes to betray him a little bit for the Devils. The Devils was the first team I started watching when I got into <laughs> hockey. When I lived in Jersey, I would hit up Devils games, but now uh, I'm in Texas. I'm a Stars guy. Yeah, every time I hear Jersey Devils, I'm going to be honest. I think of the PlayStation One game. So, oh. <laughs> love that. Uh, and, and being Stars fans, uh, Jersey's one of those where it's like uh, there's a little bit of rough chemistry between them. Uh, Jersey winning their cup against uh, the Stars, and mm. Na- naturally, yeah, there there is some. Some bad blood in the past, but you know it's 2021. That's way back in the past. We're on to fresh beginnings. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And and uh, to start everything off, uh, it's it's great year. It's going to be a fun fun uh, 58 games. I think 58 or 56 games. Um, but other than that, um, and and the and what's really weird about this year is they're running uh, like kind of like baseball where. We'll, we'll have two back-to-back games against the same team. So the, our first games were supposed to be, the Stars' first games were supposed to be on the 14th, and we were going to be playing uh, Florida, uh, the Panthers. Um, and, of course, because of the COVID thing hit um, for the Stars, um, they had to delay their season until the 19th. But we're recording Classic. this. We're recording this on the 12th, um, so it's kind of... Last minute before the season started, um, a couple things got in the way before recording. Hopefully, we can have a fine date of when to record these um, and have a nice, nice walk. Uh, yeah, for the rest of the way through. So um, the stars are um, coming into this uh, season as well with a bunch of injuries, but we'll get to that later. What we want to start out doing um, is just talking about the overall hockey um, and how it's going to be set up this year. Um, What a great year to start a podcast to talk about something um, that's not going to happen ever again. We're never going to, we're not going to have another year where we're uh, pandemic kind of feel and starting a season where we're not going to have fans in the state uh, stadiums um, or minimal capacity. Some teams are at minimal capacity um, kind of feel to it. Um, and uh, to talk into the first part, uh, just overall COVID, um, 
you have uh, the Canadian divisions, the Canadian division by itself because no border crossing kind of thing, um, and you're running with uh, just wild, wild games. I am personally not a huge fan of them going into that baseball type scheduling where they have like the back to back games. Yeah, it's a little odd. It's it's going to be something to get used to for sure. But when I saw that, I was it made me feel like I was looking at a Texas Rangers schedule, and immediately my eyes glazed over. I mean, I'm, hockey is much better than baseball for sure, but we'll see how it goes once the games get started. Yeah. yeah. Um... It's one of those I, where you're kind of having to. You were saying something, Eric. Go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was going to talk about something else, but you go, you go ahead. This is going to be kind of additional, but yeah, you go ahead and wherever. Yeah. You're going. So, so I did look at looking back at it. It is 56 games. Uh, you have your divisions of eight teams each, except for the Canadian division has seven. So instead of the Central division having seven, you have the Canadian division having seven. Um, you you have a mix of divisions as well um and what's weird is you won't this is the first year you um well it could have had another year before maybe before this but this is the first uh time seeing it where you have two teams that went to the stanley cup finals last year and there's not a chance to have a repeat stanley cup final dallas and tampa bay are in the same division this year That'll make my heart a little bit easier. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. This is my first time just noticing that. That is a yeah, little I didn't crazy. That either. Yeah. But but yeah. that being said, Tampa and Dallas being in the same division, that means this is the first again first time where two teams are going to be playing each other as many times and having played in the Stanley Cup Finals. You're gonna have a lot of bad blood. You're gonna have a yeah. lot of. It's gonna be fun to watch for sure. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting, um, like you said, with the baseball-style schedule, especially because they're going to play, like, you know, three or four games or however many against Tampa when they finally do get to them. And so we're just going to be watching them continually hit each other and either being like, yeah, that's what you get for taking the cup, or, oh, man, this is, this is a repeat of what happened at the end of the cup, and I just feel bad all over again. So yeah, that I'm, was... I'm hoping I'm hoping for the 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 winning feeling of uh, yeah that's that's what you get like, uh, we should have got that cup instead of well oh, with oh man with the late start to the stars uh, schedule um I don't know how they're going to fit in the games that we would have played prior but mm -hmm. because we're not starting the season any earlier than to uh than uh the 19th uh, our first game if we're playing the 19th will be against tampa mm -hmm. but of we course. will only play we will only play one game against tampa so pretty much we lost two games uh to panthers we didn't lose but we're not playing until later date and right. we lost one of our games against tampa um so we will start the season off against one game on Tampa and then go back right into the home opener against Nashville. Okay. So the it's, home it's, will be good. Yeah, it's really nice. We get to play Tampa, um, which will have a good little chemistry uh, fight there. Um, but and we'll save the Stars talk for the end. That's how we're going to keep it. We, we want to cater to Stars fans. There's not a lot of Stars talk, um, even in Texas. Um, a lot of news coverages don't hit the Stars. Um, but we would like to talk 
just majority of all hockey and then hit the stars at the end. So if you're a stars fan, you can stay until the end and listen to the whole thing. And then you get all your stars content at the very end. Yeah. I will say um, one of the things that could be a bright spot due to COVID is I, I don't know if they've finalized this for anyone, but I know that there's been talk of outdoor games and if that comes about due to, you know, the COVID restrictions, then that, I think that'll be a cool plus. Um, because going to an outdoor hockey game is usually something that only the Winter Classic has. So to be able to go to an outdoor hockey game for any fan would be really cool. Yeah, so, so you bring that up. but um, And one thing I do want to point out to viewers is, um, I, like I said at the beginning, I'm a huge, avid hockey fan. I follow just about anything. Uh, Jimmy is as well. He follows very much um, some hockey, a little bit less, a bit less than me. Um, not to I, put I, it too I, far yeah. down. And then um, drop me way down. Yeah, and, I know, and I know Eric, very little. <laughs> Eric is on the little side. Uh, mostly all his knowledge is going to be stars based. Yep. Um, so what he was saying with with the um, with the winter winter classic made me laugh a little bit because they do have outdoor games they do have stadium series that some teams do play the winter classic is something we're gonna have this year i believe um mm -hmm. but the big thing about the winter classic is that it's always played on january 1st um and they won't have that this year they'll be playing the winter classic some other time they won't be playing january 1st yeah. um but they have the stadium series they have outdoor games they have stuff like that all the time um but there's going to be more of it this year. Yeah, see, uh, that was a test of your knowledge. And you definitely passed on that. Uh, but yeah, no, but uh, either way, I, I'd be cool. I'd be really excited because I don't think we've had too many outdoor stadium games in Texas, at least at, from my from my very yeah, limited. That knowledge. was our first one. That was what was yeah. so big about the Winter Classic being in Texas is you're you're not going to have you're, you're not going to have something that big in Texas with yeah. as often because you're dealing with hot weather. You're dealing with unpredictable weather. They going into the winter classic for the stars, um, how good the ice was that day was amazing because it had stormed like four days before and they were worried about not having or, and not being able to have everything set up. The ice would might've melt if the conditions weren't met. It was bad, but but that's a great point as well. Jimmy was actually going to talk about that uh, a little bit too oh, well. with with the outdoor games. Um, that's true. Uh, scrolling uh, Twitter earlier today, I noticed that they're doing a like an outdoor Lake Tahoe series. Oh, and my original thought was, oh, they're going to be playing out on the lake and like doing stuff like that. And I was hyped. We're getting legit pond hockey. But that would be neat. <laughs> Yes, it would be neat, but, but it seems playing, like, yeah, what I saw, <laughs> it looks, yeah, the, the big butt, they're building like an ice rink on the side of the lake, like on the, I guess the banks before you actually get to the ice. So they have their own little ice rink set up next to the lake. But, but it's Interesting. so, so looking at it, um, it, it's beautiful view. And the, oh, the reason you can do something like that this year is because some places you can't have fans. So mm -hmm. there's no need for it. You you have your rink. You have no distractions. It, it's all hockey at that point. You don't you don't have um, you have a beautiful view and you're you're playing 
with n yeah. absolutely no distractions other than that beautiful lake and the beautiful mountain right next to it. Um, I but yeah, see, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, you're, we're going to have uh, on the February twentieth, the Avalanche uh, will play there against the Golden Knights, um, and then on the twenty-first, you'll have the Bruins playing the Flyers as well. And those are the two games at Lake Tahoe. They said they were trying to schedule just more outdoor games. Um, and reading this, because the Winter Classic wasn't played on the first, they will be postponing it. Um, Against the Wild and the Blues was the uh, Winter Classic there. So both teams that us as Stars fans are kind of okay. That's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the Stadium Series game uh, hosted by the Hurricanes, they never stated who they were going to play against, is also canceled. Um, but again, we could have them play somewhere else anywhere. Um, and this year, you don't need fans, so you can literally pop a hockey place anywhere and play a game of hockey this year. Yeah, that'd be that'd be kind of cool. I do feel kind of bad for the players to not, you know, because on the one hand, not having fans in the stands is a great way for them to just focus on hockey. But on the other hand, I do feel bad because I feel like some of the energy is lost when you don't have the home team there cheering you on. I'm sure the away teams are like, oh, thank God. I mean, I'm not getting made fun of all the time, but. Yeah, and and uh, that's one of the other topics for for the COVID and and kind okay. of the start talk was was last year's playoffs. Mm -hmm. um, we had the the bubble experience. No players could leave. No players can enter unless you know tested. All that kind of stuff. And you had teams kind of fold out because of it. You had Boston, who was a great contender for the cup. Their goaltender decided he wasn't fit for the bubble hockey life and i mean i get it uh, some people have kids you're spending three four months in a bubble um and you don't know when you're gonna see them again kind of feel to it so i feel for you know rask he had a great chance they had a great chance of going to the cup i think they lost against um tampa uh, or they lost sooner um and he, you got to kind of look at that experience and go into this year hoping that it's not going to end up being the same. You Because the bubble hockey was a nice experience, but it's not something you want to just go do again. I don't think the players are going to enjoy even thinking about getting back into a bubble, let alone wanting to, um, wanting to continue living with, you know, having to be cautious, not being around fans, all that kind of stuff. So we're kind of hoping to end this year on a, on a good note um, and, and having full stadiums for playoffs this year. For sure. Um, like you said before, like those bubble situations, those were a fun little one-off thing. I don't think the players want to have to go somewhere for a month without seeing their family, without seeing all their other friends just to play the sport. This, I think they talked about that also in the NBA. It was a fun little one-off opportunity. Don't make it a trend. Yeah, I would honestly, I I, I think that uh, the players wouldn't appreciate that as much as a lot of the fans would. Like, I think what Dallas is doing with limited, um, and I know some other places are doing it, but again, I'm I'm the, I'm the one that doesn't know a whole lot about the other teams. So I know what Dallas is doing, but I know that what Dallas is doing with the limited, uh, you know, first come first serve ticket basis is is pretty good. And I was um, 
I was lucky enough to be able to see the inside during the playoffs and uh, they had it pretty spaced out. And so I think that as long as people are taking the proper precautions and you have that, like, you know, minimum number of like, okay, we can only have like X amount of people in here. Then I think that will be fine. Cause at least, you know, that's part of the experience for me. I'm sure it's part of the experience of the players too. And so. Yeah, it's a it's a rough thing to to even think. Like you have players on all all teams. Yeah. Um, keynote being like Radulov. When when Radulov's playing and he scores or he gets an assist, he's a very much a crowd pleaser. He he wants the crowd to get into it. He amps up his game when the crowd gets into it. Like we saw with the Winter Classic, he scored a goal. Um, the loudest ever stands. Um, the biggest, one of the biggest hockey games. I think it was the second biggest hockey game overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have a player like Radulov who feeds off that energy, you're kind of losing it going into no fans. Um, so I, I, I figure players that eat eat up the fan kind of experience, like all of the Carolina Hurricanes with their wild celebrations at the end of the games and. Uh, what was the, they called it something, but uh, jackass hockey or something like that. They they had some wild mm-hmm. term for, uh, they're a bunch of jackasses or something like that. But I, I love it. Um, they have every right to, to celebrate the way they want to with their fans and have yeah. an experience for the fans. Um, if you don't like it, you're not a Carolina Hurricanes fan. Like, it's um, the... The Golden Knights do it at the beginning of the game. They have a big show. They they did a lot the first year. They did a little bit the second year. Um, I mean, it's teams are coming up with with things to kind of get the fans into it. Um, and and it doesn't hurt to be original. Um, so I have nothing against um any of the the fan hockey, and and it always brings people mm-hmm. into the game. So yeah. let's let's go into the the next thing about uh, this this COVID kind of feel is uh, starting out the year we're going to have regular teams and then you're going to have a taxi squad. Uh, this taxi squad is is taken up five players. These five players will not play in the minor leagues like when you normally call up a player you're pulling them straight from the minor leagues. But because these players have to get tested and they don't want to pull up a guy that hasn't been tested from the minor leagues, these taxi squads will also be tested with the players. So they'll always travel with the players with the regular team uh, roster and you have these extra people. So if somebody gets sick or if somebody gets injured, you instantly have a guy who's been tested. You bring them onto the taxi squad. But that also takes away from people like Thomas Harley where if for the stars um, or you have um, Corey Perry for Montreal Canadians um, where you bring in a player just to have them on the taxi squad, because you don't really want to bring up your potential players, like potential all-stars, your prospects and into the taxi squad to pull them up. If some guy gets injured, but then they lose all of their, um, they lose their, give me the word, the uh, game experience. Yeah, they lose their the experience. Level. Yeah, they they don't get game time, so there's mm-hmm. no playing for them. They kind of lose spunk. They're not into it. Um, they kind of get dry, and then you're bringing them into a full on NHL game. Getting dry, you really hate to see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. So so that's. 
Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I was going to be honest. I didn't realize the taxi squad thing. Every team had it. I thought it was just going to be a pool of players that other teams could pick from. But make, now when you explain it, hearing that each squad is going to have their own little taxi thing following them around, that makes a lot more sense. Because in my head, when you first introduced that, I was like, wait a second, how is that going to work? I was trying to connect it to uh, what they do in the MLS. Uh, they have like a pool of goalkeepers sometimes. And when multiple goalkeepers are injured or missing because of suspensions, they pull from just a goalkeeper pool. And yeah. that that can get pretty wacky sometimes. Which which is the other thing. Um, a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up the stars as an example, just because I know more about them and I can pull quick references. But like uh, for the taxi squad, it's gonna consist of four players and a goaltender. So you you're pretty much gearing up three goaltenders. Um, that one's not gonna play. And for the stars, when you're dealing with um, having two wonderful goaltenders in Bishop and Hudobin. Um, but we'll talk about that later because Bishop's going to be out. But you're you're playing right now with Hudobin, uh, Jake Ottinger, and you got um, uh, Colt. Um, uh, Landon Bow, I think, is our other one. Or something Colton. Um, but, and then you're dealing with when Bishop comes back in, are you going to drop Jake Ottinger back to the taxi squad because he's been performing and he's been the backup all year? Or are you going to drop him down to the minors and have Colton Point, that's the other goalie, um, as your as your backup for your taxi squad because you want to give Jake Ottinger all that time? Or do you go, okay, Hudobin's been good this year. We keep him in. We kind of... Th- throw Bishop to the side because he hasn't played, keep Bishop in the taxi squad, uh, have Jake Ottinger in there. Um, But the also thing that sucks is if just like in real uh, in real play, when you send your guy down to the minors, you have to put him through waivers so other teams can pick him up. Um, It's going to be the same for the taxi squad. Even if you're putting him back into the taxi squad, if they're waivers eligible and you don't have room they go through waivers before they can hit the taxi squad, which is awful to think about. Um, because not only are you having to send the guy back down and potentially lose him to waivers, he's also not going to get playtime. <laughs> it's almost a lose-lose, potential lose-lose situation. Yeah, so that's one of the biggest downsides to the, the whole taxi squad thing. But I understand why they have to. What were you... What was, what's yeah, up there? So, yeah, I, I was just going to say... I'm glad that we're talking about this because I didn't even know this was a thing. So that's, I mean, uh, you guys are like, oh, taxi. I saw the thing and I was like, taxi squad? What the hell's a taxi squad? And I was like, oh, okay, it doesn't make sense now. So that's why I've been, I've been silent because I've been soaking in the information. I just yeah. want to know what's going on now. And that's, and that's another thing why we wanted to do this podcast and everything because Eric follows a lot with the stars, um, but his hockey knowledge is. Um, limited limited so we want somebody that when talking about hockey and we can have people who've either experienced hockey for the first time or or learn wanting to learn about hockey eric will always have the questions eric will always be like okay you brought this point up explain um so the people who are you know listening to it with their wife or girlfriend or uh husband or significant other in general um you you have 
you have somebody in the podcast trying to get us to explain kind of more in depth. So not only will the person who is a hockey lover love it, but the person who with the hockey lover will also enjoy it and kind of get information as well. Um, it's a podcast for the whole damn family. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. you, you freaking know it, champ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, and then and then getting into the next subject, um, there is, because of the Taxi Squad, um, you have teams kind of stacking up their team um, specifically for the Taxi Squad, like um, the Montreal Canadiens were the big one today because it happened today. Um, they have signed, not they didn't sign today, but they've signed um, Corey Perry and Michael Frolic, two amazing players who would be a nice bottom six for any team. Um, but they sent them down to waivers today to be on that taxi squad because you're dealing with two wonderful players and you're throwing them down to the taxi squad. You're having to put them on waivers, but they're again, two wonderful players that you bring up instantly. Um, and if somebody gets injured, you have two great players to play back up. So Corey Perry's on the taxi squad. Is that right? Correct. Corey Perry's on the so... taxi squad. Um, unless somebody picks him up because he's on waivers. Anybody okay, can pick okay. him up. I see. I see um, now. Of course, the stars aren't going to pick him up, um, which I'm upset about. I loved Corey Perry while he was playing here. Played great in the playoffs. Yeah, I Wonderful. can't wait to hate him when he's on another team. <laughs> Absolutely, I was going to say that. Uh, he's the one of the players like you love playing on your team, but you hate it when he's on somebody else's because he it's a guy you love to hate. Um, and it's sad for Corey Perry um, getting signed. What I thought was weird because they signed him for league minimum. Um, I wonder if, I mean, I know it's one year, so it's probably just to get over this kind of COVID hockey situation. Um, we'll see what his contract is like later, but he signed for league minimum um, to the Montreal Canadiens. Um, no one else really, it's kind of disappointing with how he played throughout the year. I would think he's a little bit better than league minimum, especially the way he played during the playoffs. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he really pulled it out during the playoffs. Yeah. And absolutely, and then and then you have weird situations where you're dealing like um, with the Washington Capitals, um, which I'm going to get to later. I'm not going to say this big name that they signed, um, but I want to get to it later simply because it. But the Washington Capitals picked up a couple players where it's like they they picked them up because they're legitimately trying to make another run at the Cup. Um, they they have Ovechkin for a while, but you know how good is. Um, of Alexander the Great going to be um, to come. Um, and then you don't really... Washington is one of those teams where they're really good, but they don't have a whole lot in their prospect pool. Yeah, You're for them, it's like they want to win, and they want to win now. So that's why they're loading up. Yeah, and, and, and you have to. And with, with not having prospects coming up into the pool, you're running into problems with... Um, with Ovechkin uh, getting older, you have, uh, um, man, I just blanked on all those players' names. Uh, you got okay, the it all the time. Backstrom uh, kind of getting old out there. They're they're big. I and it's a phrase you'll hear me say often because it's one of my favorite phrases. Um, I don't like football, but I love the power play quarterback that that um, hockey teams use. The defenseman that on the power play controls the entire um, 
entire flow of play during a power play. And I think those that's a, the biggest role you can ever get in in the power play for any team. Um, you have people like uh, Victor Hedman for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. You have uh, Gostas Bear for the Flyers. Um, you have uh, Justin Falk, who's now on um, Calgary. Um, you have just wonderful defensemen. You have the Klingberg or Heiskanen on the Stars. It is now becoming Heiskanen's role to be that play, uh, power play quarterback. But it's easy enough to bring Klingberg in and, and do the same role. So that's a phrase you'll hear often. Um, and then, so let's get on to the next one, which is which is the hot topic for this COVID stuff. Um, because every team can't sell tickets, um, you're, they're not making a whole lot of money, their replacement for ad revenue is... It, their replacement is ad revenue. Um, they're putting the advertisements on their helmets. Thank God they did not touch the jerseys. Um, that's Yet. all I have to say. Yeah. I, I love that they... Well, so so everybody, it's only bad if this continues to happen after. Yeah, I don't want to um, get the soccer style jerseys. No offense, Jimmy. But or, yeah, I don't, don't want to have. I had a student um, who came in the other day, and I was like, "Why are you wearing a team mobile shirt?" And she was like, "No, it's not a team mobile shirt. It's a soccer Bayern shirt." Munich. Was, yeah, Bayern, 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 Bayern Munich. Kid. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, "Oh, it just says team mobile, bigger than the than the team logo." There are some times you almost recognize the team because of that giant brand on their chest. FC Dallas has a big-ass advocate right now, although yeah. I think that's going to be changing to something else. Yeah. Uh, now, what about if uh, NHL did like smaller patches on the jersey, kind of like what the NBA is doing? going to bring in like like it depends like a lot of people were going to be a lot of people thought when adidas took over adidas was going to put their logo somewhere big on all these jerseys when mm -hmm. they just did the traditional nhl thing and put it right on the back of the neck um it's lovely um it, it doesn't get in the way reebok did it before and i think before reebok it was uh, nike had our jerseys made our jerseys um but it's it's not really that bad. Uh, NBA does it really good, but the the difference between um, the NBA and the NHL jersey look is in the NBA you're pretty much wearing a tank top. You, it's it's not covering much of your skin anyway. Your arms are free to hang out. Um, uh, you kind of don't notice the the small patch, which I don't think you would notice the small patch mm -hmm. for um, for NHL. But the biggest thing I would have to say is if they were to put the small patches on the NHL jerseys, is when you sell me a jersey, that advertisement better not be on there. I do not care if you have advertisements while you're playing the game, if they're on the jersey while the game is being played, don't make them too wild. Don't make it like the Swedish Elite League where the whole jersey is covered in oh, advertisements. Um, but if it's small, you can put it there. It's an advertisement. Um, make it make it to where uh, like they have right now, where you can buy an authentic jersey or a replica jersey, but one has an advertisement, and you can buy it for cheaper, or one doesn't, and you can you know spend the regular full price on it, kind of thing. Um, and and that would give a little bit more options, but for me, I've never I'd never buy a jersey with an advertisement on it. Um, it yeah. it kind of ruins the feel of a hockey jersey because yes, 
the jersey is something that represents something for the NBA, for football, for um, for mm-hmm. soccer. But the you jersey, got it right the first time. you said football. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Jerseys are um, in hockey have always been sacred. I think I feel like they've always been more sacred than any other sport. The jersey is the team's identity almost. Um, and and that's one thing I don't really want to get away from. Um, so having a small ad might be okay. When you sell jerseys, please don't put ads on it. I, I don't want to buy a jersey be, and it have an ad on it. Um, Hockey yeah. and baseball are very much in the same area of yeah. that sa- sacred not touching mm-hmm. the jersey. I remember when and uh mlb switched to nike making the jersey and everyone's like oh my god that swoosh is going to be all over the place and i think people are still kind of upset about nike doing the stuff so i I completely forgot about that that the baseball is one of those very big um look at our jerseys kind of thing and it's a really nice feel to it um yeah but but when you bring out stuff like um when you bring out stuff like the reverse retro jerseys and you bring out the third jerseys and stuff like that, putting the ads or making the jersey look good and then wanting to put ads on it, it kind of ruins the the unique feel that you're going to only have this jersey for one year. You know? It, yeah, I, I, I think that that's a good point. Like the limited edition jerseys should be 100%, you know ad free if they were to do that like um, i didn't know that the nba was also doing ads on the jersey so i went ahead and looked it up like while we're talking and i see yeah i'm looking at like for example the dallas mavericks because i was like yeah that's, you know whatever we're in dallas and they have i, li- I think that they're the way they do their ads on their ta- their jerseys is tasteful it's you know very minimal it's out of the way but yeah they have that like city edition jersey that they have and it's like you know the different third jersey they got going on i don't know how if it's going to be you know limited edition or not because i don't you know keep up as much as i'd like with basketball but it also has the ad on it and i was like ah come on that kind of ruins the aesthetic of the jersey so which which brings us to the actual topic for advertisements is the helmets they're putting Mm -hmm. ads on the helmets i think that's the perfect way to do it yeah it's not like that hockey has the advantage in that area because i think in sports like like uh basketball you don't get that luxury where it's yeah. like where else are they going to put it they have to put it on the jersey yeah not everybody wears wristbands not everybody wears sweatbands mm-hmm. not everybody wears undershirts in basketball yeah. so it's you kind of have to put it into the uniform but the only uniform is the pants and the and the jersey, and the jersey. Yeah. for baseball and and Football can do the same, but football is one of those where it's like oh, American football. We'll do yeah. American football. Um, yeah. They don't have lo- they don't have a whole lot of um, things, but like you were saying, yes, Eric, uh, their their actual like heart and soul of you know the hockey have the jerseys and they look really good. The heart and the soul is in the helmets for football. Their jerseys yeah. are colored with numbers on it. But their their helmets have their logos. That's their sacred mm-hmm. kind of feel to it. Um, yeah, it, it is. It is a lot more difficult for. I think. I think even foot like American football for Jimmy could. You know, you could. Um, you could put the the ads on the jerseys like they have in basketball, and I don't think it'd be a big issue. But if you mess with the helmets in football, because that's their big thing, you know, the helmets. 
you put the hel- the ad on the helmet in football, it's going to be an issue. But I think for hockey, putting the ad on the helmet is great because I honestly don't think twice about the helmet unless it's a goalie's helmet. Yeah, absolutely, so. and and they're not. I as far as I know, they're not putting the ads on the goalie helmets. Yeah, that's um, good. So so again, let's talk about some of the, of course, the wonderful ads on the helmets. Oh, some of them are <laughs> as delicious. as jokes. Um, so you have. You have uh, somebody like the Scotiabank one on the Montreal, uh, not mm. Montreal, Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, every Toronto Maple Leafs fan is going to hate me after I almost confuse them with Montreal. But um, Toronto Maple Leafs has the Scotiabank, which is it's wonderful on their blue helmets. So they have their blue jerseys and they got their blue helmets. And on the logo for Scotiabank on their blue helmets is a white logo. So you keep traditional with the Toronto Maple Leafs color. You have blue and white. Your helmet's blue. The Scotiabank mm-hmm. emblem is white. What I didn't understand is if you if when they're away and they have their white jerseys on, they have these beautiful white helmets with a red Scotiabank logo on it. <laughs> so so it kind of like it's like why you could have just put you could have put it in blue and it would have been fine. Talk um, about a mood killer. Yeah. So so the the Scotiabank one was was kind of funny for me. It doesn't bother me any. But then you go to Calgary, who's also rocking the Scotiabank one. And on their red helmets, it's a white logo. And on their white helmets, it's a red logo. Because the Scotiabank S is red. Mm-hmm. But do you have to put... Everybody knows the logo. If you if you were born in Canada, which I'm not, and I know the logo for Scotiabank... Um, Everybody knows what the Scotiabank logo looks like. Do you have to keep your color on it? I mean, just put a blue Scotiabank logo on the on the Maple Leafs helmet. Um, but then you go to other teams where, again, it's it's still tasteful. Where you got the stars getting the AT and T logo put on theirs. Uh, you have the wonderful idea for the New Jersey Devils putting the Prudential logo on it. It's fairly big, but they play at the Prudential Center. Why wasn't yeah, I mean, every team like that? Yeah, American <laughs> American Airlines would be. Uh, I mean, I don't even know what the American Airlines logo looks like. I'd ha- I'd probably remember it if I saw it, but yeah, it's yeah, the it's plain like, wing A. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I just saw. It. Yeah, I mean that would be even fine on the Stars helmet. It's very minimal and out of the way. But I just see, feel you... bad for some of the teams that have the huge logos. Yeah, I mean? but but doing that, like if if we had the American Airlines logo, even if it was moderately sized, you're dealing with a sponsor we already have. Yeah, I'd imagine you're... that's what I was going to lead into. Is I imagine they want to get new sponsors. Yeah, um, but then but then let's talk about the big elephant in the room for advertisements: the Pittsburgh Penguin helmet. You, you have a what almost looks like I somebody drew it up in paint. I hate I I I don't know the company. It's some paint company, PPG. Um, it might be big in Pittsburgh. Um, it it's a big blue square with PPG written in it. Like it is awful, and and not to mention it's a blue square i cannot say that enough you're putting a blue square on a team who is known to be yellow black and white yeah it's very now, it's very and i toss can i toss another one into the running potentially go ahead go ahead um i'm going to put this picture in our discord real quick the nashville predators are going to be using bridgestone 
which is a black and red. Yeah, but <laughs> it's di- it's it's weird. Like like yes, they're adding the red kind of. It's a subtle red, but it's not like it's like a red B that's being put on the side of their helmet. Okay. It's got a little bit of black. It looks it's... okay. It's not superb. Um, it's not like great. But if you look at the Pittsburgh Penguins one, the Pittsburgh Penguin takes up three times as much room as that Bridgestone B does. It is yeah. all the way down the helmet. It's all the way almost to the top of the helmet. It, I think it's I too think big. With the Pittsburgh helmet, if the logo was smaller, it wouldn't be that much. Like if they had the logo like the Predators have this Bridgestone one, right? I don't think it'd be as much of an issue. Um, but because it takes up like damn near it looks like a football helmet like with here, the logo yeah. on the side i'll post that so. one real quick here for yeah, you jimmy it's, but it's yes. like you might huge. have convinced me that is definitely it, by far the worst one i'm yeah. not debating that it takes up way too much room oh yeah yeah um, i think that's too much for sure yeah um what were you gonna say i'm sorry oh no you're good um so um going into advertisements i mean we're the these helmets are it's not bad to put an advertisement on a helmet it's not going to hurt the league they're going to make money off of it they need money especially after last year you didn't have ticket prices sells for playoffs which is a huge money maker for the nhl and any team that makes the playoffs um Mm -hmm. you're also losing um you're also losing stands uh stands people in the stands this year mm-hmm. um you have to make money somehow and again the nhl also has to make money because the teams are making the money off these helmet sponsorships so the nhl has to make money by selling out the divisions so we go into the divisions yeah. for um for the league um we have uh we have the honda west division um so we got honda sponsor we got mass mutual east we got the Scotia North and the Discover Central. What Central? What I think is hilarious is Mass Mutual is a bank, right? Or is it insurance? Uh, I want to say insurance, but I could be wrong. Someone prove me wrong. It's an insurance um, company. It's yeah. an insurance company. So we have two. We have two banks. We have Discover and we have Scotia. Mm-hmm. And then we have Mass Mutual, which is an insurance. And then we've got Honda. <laughs> like yeah. Honda was like Honda was ring. Yeah, Honda was like that's mine. But uh then again, you also have the Honda Center um which is Anaheim, the Ducks. Mm-hmm. So, um the Ducks get um their own division for Honda. They play in the Honda Center, they're in the Honda West. Not saying that they'll be proven much because until proven wrong, the only California team that I feel can come back into a playoff picture is San Jose. Um, <laughs> I think Anaheim and Los Angeles are going to stay at the bottom, especially in that division. Um, so what? there's nothing bad that comes out of selling out the, the names of your divisions. It's just easier to make fun of. It's like, oh, and it's a sellout league now. Yeah, absolutely. You can always do that. But I, there are talks that there aren't. I mean, there aren't talks. They aren't going to be doing the the uh, division sponsors after this year. They're simply doing it, of course, to catch up on their revenue. Mm-hmm. Because as we know it, the players already take a pay cut. Um, that's one of their one of their player talks. The NHLPA Players Association. And the NHL, um, they have meetings 
um, every couple years. They have meetings every year, but every couple years they uh, put in the bargaining agreement, which is like, we'll play for this long, we get this much money in for, you know, uh, investment kind of thing, and here's how much it increases, um, all that kind of stuff for salary cap. Um, so you have these, and that's what causes lockouts when the PA and the NHL itself can't uh, agree on a term for pay and all that. So what going into the season, they had a big talk about um, what cut the players will take and what cut the owners are going to take. And as the years after this pandemic happen, they're going to be paying out that missing money. Um, and so one of the things that kind of pushed this year to start was the players kind of taking a less amount of money this year, but being paid back eventually. But I, I always think that's a little weird. Like, yes, you've got your lifestyle and you've got your house you need to pay for, which which they they get the big houses, all that kind of stuff. I have no problem with with the kind of money they make because it's nowhere close to most any other sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have to keep up with their lifestyle, but taking a pay cut um, and getting it paid out later shouldn't have been as big of a deal as it was. And I... And that's me calling out any hockey player who wants to have an interview on the podcast, please. Um, but wow, but um, there, it, it's 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 an odd perspective that I would love to learn from. Like what what causes that? Um, I, of course, you don't want to get paid less. You never want to get paid less. But never. what causes that pay to? Um, all of a sudden, you know, be not enough. Um, you take a cut for a year because you only know uh, it's like at the beginning of this, we figured out they finally got the vaccine. People will start getting it. Um, what caused you to go, <laughs> no, we don't want to take less money and, and re- of course, receive it over later. But, I, of course, you probably, um, you, they, they have a lot of expenses that I don't know of. They have they have to pay their scouts. They have to pay their I mean sorry agents. They have to pay for you know their medical issues because Lord knows that happens. Um, I say it's it's definitely a benefit that they have in the writing that they will. This is just a temporary thing. They're going to get their normal money back at mm-hmm. some point in the future. If yeah. it was in the writing like hey we're cutting back big time. We don't know when you're going to be paid normal. Sorry. Then I could see where we would have a lot of issues. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of I get it, but I'm also kind of like, damn, that that like shocked that they're not getting, you know, that pay. That sucks for them, like big time. But like mm-hmm. I I definitely understand the reasoning. They lost a lot of money. I mean, through no fault of their own through the the COVID stuff, but you know, you have to recoup it somewhere. And I I'm sure they understand, but I'm sure they're also pretty miffed about it too. Like, okay, well shit, man. Like so it's it's interesting because I think I, I think you guys had mentioned that before, but I don't think I ever really quite like it registered for me until just now. Yeah. Um, and then going on for the um, sponsor divisions, uh, I wanted to kind of get into the divisions. We're seeing new divisions this year um, because you you have to cut off Canada from the rest of the world. Um, they they don't have open borders. Well, they 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 have. 
semi-open borders. You have to stay in quarantine for 14 days before you can actually go into the into the uh, country. So you can't have a team uh, like the Stars go into Canada, wait 14 days before you play a game. You kind of have to, yeah. Uh, you kind of have to play it out. So you got. Let's let's start out with that one. We're going to start out with the uh, Canadian one, which is huge for Can- Canada. Like you, you've gone through huge multiple years. <laughs> huge for Canada. You've got um, a wonderful division. You will always see all of the players playing uh, that are like of the Canadian teams playing against each other. Um, these Canadian teams are always huge rivalries. Um, they, for some reason, the the rivalries in Canada are so much bigger sometimes. Um, you have Edmonton constantly playing Calgary, which is a fun one. You have Montreal playing Toronto constantly. You have Vancouver jumping into that mix. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about who uh, your predictions are for maybe either taking it uh, taking the series or kind of the two, three teams that are going to be battling for the playoff spot there. Uh, what are your thoughts on that one, Jimmy? Oh, my, are we, were we focusing on Canada? This one? Yeah. This one's for just Scotia North. Yeah. Oh God. Um, I ha- really have no experience, uh, or no research. So I'm going off the cuff. I, I want to oh, absolutely. Give- I want to hear. Eric's going to have a wild one too, and oh, I yeah. want you guys. I want you guys to kind of give your opinion before oh, I I spill wild. out. Yeah. Yes. I've got some. Uh, I've already got my arguments prepared. Jimmy, you're falling behind. I am falling very <laughs> behind. It shows how much I prepared. Um, my gut is telling me Edmonton. Um, that's a wonderful pick. Um, Edmonton's going to be fantastic because, because of only one name. Uh, Connor McDavid, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You've got Leon Dreisaitl there, too. You can't, okay. you cannot count out Leon Dreisaitl. He had the, he was, uh, if not, he was the Art Ross winner this year um, for the most points in the NHL. Um, but, I mean, uh, McDavid, you gotta give it to Yeah, McDavid. I think Edmonton, I think McDavid, I think they gotta win this. And I'm basing that off of no previous research, just my gut. I am ready to be proven wrong. And I'm ready to hear Eric's arguments. All right, so what's yours? My my pick is um, is between uh, Calgary and Vancouver. Vancouver only because their retro jersey is so cool, and uh, Calgary because I don't know they made it into the final, they made it into the playoffs um, last year, and that's all. That's all I got. That's all I got. But they didn't make it. Technically, technically, they didn't make it into the playoffs. The Stars kicked them out because it was the play-in ones, but. Calgary is a wonderful candidate. See, uh, for that's that. what I said. Um, yes, Van- read my mind. Vancouver, um, Vancouver, I think has a chance simply because it's a team. That's a team that uh, did they did that? I don't know if they made the playoffs. Um, I had to. I have to look that one up. But th- it was a team that can come in, and um, they have all of the young players. Um, they have great young players. They did make the playoffs. They knocked the Blues out of the playoffs. Um, they knocked the Blues out of the round robin rounds, um, the play in rounds, and uh, yeah. came in, came in and played Las Vegas to start it out. Um, I shouldn't say play in rounds. I they might have not played the. Yeah, they did. Okay, so 
that being said, Vancouver is a wonderful young team. The only downside I see to Vancouver not making it, um, I have not seen who their new goaltender replacement is, but they lost Jacob Markstrom, which was their goalie for last year, who is now playing this year um, with uh, Jacob Markstrom is playing with Calgary, which goes to the Calgary one. Calgary's mm-hmm. a wonderful candidate. But Dang, for me, I accidentally picked two really good picks. Yeah, but for me, um, I think Toronto is going to take it this year. Toronto is the meme playoff team. Everybody's like, <laughs> they they have it all on paper. There's no way they can lose it, and they lose it. I honestly think this year um, they can take it. They have they have Austin Matthews. They have uh, Mitch Marner. They have uh, Riley. Um, they have. Um, Man, they they have a lot, but um, they just signed T.J. Brody, who was is a wonderful top four defenseman for um, for Calgary last year, and he's going to be playing. There's no way they're not going to be pairing him with Riley. And then you have um, uh, Travis McDermott, uh, Travis Dermott coming in, Michael Hutchinson as a backup goaltender. You have Joe Thornton being signed by the Montreal uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Man. Montreal, <laughs> both of those teams are going to hate me. Um, both those fan groups are going to hate me. But they got you Joe Thornton. You are out to get Canada on your yeah. back. Yeah. They are going to chase after you. <laughs> they got Joe Thornton coming in. They got Wayne Simmons coming in for some some more uh, just uh, a veteran uh, strength there. They got Zach Bogosian on defense uh, coming in. They just went into this offseason um, going, we haven't ever we haven't ever gotten past a certain point in the playoffs um what do we need they knew that they needed defense coming in they got defense in zach bogosian uh tj brody um they picked up aaron dell as another goaltender um and i think they just walked in knowing what they needed and getting what they needed um you lose a couple big names. You lose Tyson Berry, which was a great defenseman. You lose Cody Cece as well um, to Pittsburgh, which is another big pickup for Pitt, which is a big pickup for Pittsburgh. And Tyson Berry, of course, going to Edmonton, which is a great pickup for Edmonton. I still don't think Edmonton has the um, the defense backup. They have the offense; they can score all they want. I don't think they have the defense to to win out the series. I think Toronto is really going to um, show people they are the team to beat this year. Um, so going into the next one, we'll go into the Discover Central. Um, I don't know how the playoffs are going to align because uh, usually you had the um, West Coast and Central, and then you had the two East Coast divisions playing on the separate sides. But because you have the West Coast, you have the Central, and then you have the East Coast, and then you have the North. So I don't know how they're splitting it up. They might have the North with the East Coast and the... um, And I say East Coast, but in the Central Division, you have Tampa Bay and Florida. So I I should keep it to the Metropolitan up there. So let's go ahead and go into some biased opinions um, for Uh who you think will take the Central, Jimmy. Who I think will take a Central. I mean, obviously, I want to say Dallas. Um, 
I also wouldn't be surprised if Tampa Bay comes away and wins this one just based off their performance through the playoffs last year. I'm unsure if they lost or gained anybody notable in the offseason that shakes up their championship team, but I wouldn't be surprised if they continue that form and take this division. Which I'll talk about when it gets to me. But uh, Eric, yeah, again, again, uh, I'm obviously pulling for the stars because, you know, I'm a stars guy. But I, I'm going to have to agree with Jimmy here again. It I could see Tampa coming away with it again just because, I mean, regardless of whether or not, you know, regardless of the injuries of that the Stars had during the playoffs, Tampa was something else. They played amazing. They just seemed in sync no matter who they were playing. And so I could see that giving any of the teams in the Central Division um, a challenge. I will say I, I'm pulling... Kind of for Nashville, too. I could see Nashville being a big player, but I just don't know uh, compared to the Stars and uh, Tampa's performance from uh, last season, if, if they're going to be able to keep up. Yeah, um, wonderful, wonderful points from both of you. And and to tell you both, um, Tampa is down their best player this year. Uh, mm. Uh-oh. Um, uh, man, um Nikita Kucherov is out for the year. Um, Their number one player is out, but they get Steven Stamkos back this year. So you're, you're removing Kucherov, but placing back in Stamkos, who I absolutely love as a player. I hate that he came in into one playoff game against the stars, made us look like fool and did not play for the rest of the game, let alone the rest of the series. Um, I'm still a little upset, but I think Stamkos is a fantastic player, let alone captain. He's wonderful for the Tampa Bay. Um, But I'm going to go with a wild card here and say Columbus or Carolina take this. Whoa. Um, So I am a huge fan huge fan of defensive teams and if you have any defensive team in that division it's carolina there is no middle ground for carolina it is full-on defense um they have a wonderful uh stat they have wonderful game i think they lost out um what they lost out last year to uh boston so you have a defensive team playing another defensive team um Eventually, they both get to Tampa. Uh, Boston, of course, lost to Tampa. Uh, Carolina probably would have lost to Tampa. But again, Carolina is just one of those teams. They're the underdog that can can win. Um, and then also with Columbus. Um, Columbus, I, I say they're they're good. Um, I You know what? I actually, I'm going to have to take back Columbus because um, they're their coach. Um, Tortorella. He's a difficult coach to play for. Um, he is not very friendly. Um, he, you either, he's one of those coaches where you either love him or you hate him. Um, he, he expects more out of his players um, than any other coach. Um, he can get a lot out of his players. But it's one of those things where if he's your coach and you're still losing, it kind of bums you out. Um, and there have been multiple trades out of Columbus um, because of Tortorella. Um, wonderful coach, of course. He's won championship 
he's he has a right to be the ass complete asshole that he is mm -hmm. um but when you lose players like Sergei Bobrovsky, when you lose um, uh, Pierre Luc Dubois, wants to be traded out of um, of Columbus, when you have people like that coming in, um, and and when you have people coming in like Miku Koivu, Gavin Bayreuther, um, all that kind of stuff, and then you have people like Pierre Luc Dubois wanting to leave, it kind of doesn't set the tone right for the team. Um, but uh, but I do believe Carolina can can definitely play their heart out um, and and win some of those games. Um, so it's for me, it's a toss up. I think either Tampa or Carolina is going to take it. The only reason I'm not going to say Stars have a chance to take the uh, division is because we are out Sagan and Bishop for the beginning. Uh, for as far as for as long as we know, I, they might not come back until the playoffs. So we're out Bishop and Sagan. We have great young players who can jump in, but the stars uh i think we're going to count them out for the top of the division they're going to make playoffs i think fully believe they're going to make playoffs i don't think they'll be the top of the division here hmm. um, I mean, my personal opinion i think we're okay without bishop just based yeah. on how dobby played but i guess we'll and talk even, more even stars that later. with ottinger too but yeah we'll get to yeah. start later yeah um and so we're going to go um to our we're going to go to our other one we'll go to the mass mutual east um, we'll talk about that one. Um, so we got Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, uh, New York Islanders, New York Rangers, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington. Um, Jimmy, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know I want to say New Jersey, but there's absolutely no chance. Give me Washington. I am very excited to see what Washington can do. Based, just based off what they've been doing in the offseason, some of the players that they've gotten, specifically I think one we are going to talk about soon i uh, will we'll talk i'll throw them in there but but yeah um we i do want to get that in this part uh uh we i do want to talk about him so i mean go okay. ahead you can you can drop it if you want to um forgot his first name but chara oh yes. boy big big defenseman coming mm -hmm. in to play um for washington there uh big pickup um uh, I'll I'll go a little bit more over uh, him afterwards when we talk about the free agent signings and stuff like that. But but there it's it's odd them Washington being able to even sign him was a little odd when you think about it. But um, but yeah, Washington, go ahead. Wait, me? No, Jimmy, Jimmy for oh, for okay, just okay, for yeah. just talking about Washington. Okay. Oh, I mean, I mean, my big talking point for Washington was just, like I said, that offseason signing they got. I think Chara is going to help them out dramatically on defense. I don't think they had too many defensive issues last year, but with them in that win now mentality, I think that's going to push them to definitely, if not win this division, get really damn close. And and go ahead, Eric. What's what's your uh, what's your pick up here for, for the for the East? So so again, my my projections outside of the Central Division, which I actually know quite a few about, and maybe a little bit of the West. Don't know too many of the teams in the East very well. So I'm gonna go just full on casual normie style, like soccer mom that's like peeking in on her son's interest from the outside, and just pick the logos that I like the best. And I'm going to go with uh, either Boston or Pittsburgh. Those gold colors are really sticking out to me, but I do know that both of those teams have been big players in the past. And I feel like 
picking the Islanders would just be like, oh, they were in the playoffs, so I think they got another good shot. But I don't know too much about these teams because, as stated before, I really only keep up with the Stars. But um, I would I would be excited to see either one of those teams pull out a victory. Yeah. So so I'm going to go with that. Um, Boston. Boston, mm. hands down, is my my go to. They Man, lost out Chara. So good at picking things. <laughs> they lost out on Chara, yes. Um, and and one of the little things that I want to talk about is uh, Boston losing Chara is made a lot of Boston fans upset. Uh, Chara's played almost all his career. Um, he he didn't get drafted by Boston, I don't believe. Um, but he he's played for Boston most of all his career. Um, but you're, you're talking about a, a big guy in his forties. Um, uh, they call him, um, you know, the monster you have marathon man. He's, he's unbelievable in the way he keeps up with his body. Um, he can play, but I don't think losing Chara hurt Boston that much. Um, when you have quote unquote the best line in hockey with uh Bergeron, Marchand, and uh Tyler Poshner. Or oh man, I people are gonna hate me if I if I have that wrong. Uh David Posternock, I did get it wrong. Um I was thinking Tyler Sagan because Tyler played for Boston. Yeah, they're um, coming for your neck now. Watch yeah, out. Yeah, everybody's gonna be jumping out. on my ass. But David Posternock, pa- Pasta is going to come in um just like he always does, he's a consistently solid player. He's got veterans like Marshawn and uh, Bergeron. Um, Marshawn is another one of those players where you love him on your team. He is the dirtiest fucking player ever. Um, he's um, wonderful in his um, kind of just, I want to say, artistic assholishness. Um there's a YouTube compilation for the people who don't know hockey. You can look for, you can literally look up Marshawn Slewfoot. And it's all of his, uh, if you guys don't know what a Slewfoot is, it's almost like a trip, but you put your foot out and you pull the player over your foot. So you're purposely pushing them to fall. Uh, like that little schoolyard trick where your best friend gets behind. Um, Oh yeah, behind the guy, and you push him over. Yeah, you tabletop him. Um, It's kind of like that, but you're using your own leg. You're pulling him back over your own leg. Um, So it's dirty, dirtiest stuff ever. Um, Marshawn, I hate him, um, but he is a. He's the only player that I ever think I can go. um, If he wasn't as dirty of a player, he would have no point on being on a team. But the dude can score points as well. I think Boston is definitely one of my big picks to to go forward. Um and again make it all the way. They have a good win now team. I think that's their issue with Chara is Chara's getting older. Um when you're when you're playing with Chara, um it's it's not a question of can he perform, it's a question of how often are you going to play him? Are you going to play him as a fourth uh third line, third pairing? defenseman are you going to have them sit out a game because you're bringing in your young defenseman how often are you going to sit him out a game and it and it kind of ruins it with him being the captain of the boston bruins if he were to stay you'd have him in and out games what does that say when you don't have your captain in a game but um getting off that topic 
Washington's going to be great with with Chara. I think he fits perfectly into the penalty kill that Washington was missing. But I will give that division to my Boston Bruins. I say my Boston Bruins, they're my favorite team on the other side of the divisions when it's regular divisions. Um, so let's go over to the, the Honda West, Jimmy, the wonderful uh, California teams and uh, a little bit of the weird central look. Yeah, so my, my heart is split between St. Louis and Las Vegas. Hmm. I know interesting picks. I mean, I just know St. Louis has always been a thorn in our side as a Stars fan. Um, I don't remember how how well they did in the postseason or during the bubble. I just know they can always be a threat when they want to be. Um, and Vegas, I know we ran into the Stars ran into Vegas in the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised to see them um, get on top of this division. Just just based on how good Vegas has been the past few years, they seem to always stick around. I don't, uh, I haven't been keeping track of what they've done in the off season. So I don't know if they've regressed as much, but oh, I, I wanted to pick up something else real quick. Um, okay. Go with, for it. With back. I'm going back a division, maybe two. Ah. Uh, Washington capitals also picked up Henrik Lundqvist. Um, Ooh. So that's another big one. They actually got a goalie, but they lost Holtby. And that's mm. where I go to the other one, where Eric picked Vancouver, because, of course, Vancouver's got the amazing retro jersey. I'm but so, Vancouver so lost Markstrom, but gained Holtby. Uh, Vancouver gained Holtby for a uh, goaltender. So that one's going to be a fun thing to go back. So, But going back to yours, yeah, Las Vegas and St. Louis, St. Louis are, are two wonderful teams. I hate to admit ever that looks good i hate Um, them both so much i don't have a problem too much with vegas um st louis they're just newcomers that they're new kids on the block and suddenly they're hot shit i'm like guys act like you've been there before (laughs) yeah um and what's what's your call on this one eric so i mean i i agree with jimmy's picks i definitely think that vegas is a as a big contender I mean, they've been around for such a short time, and they they just continually make the playoffs and stuff like that. So, uh, or the, the finals, or you know, whatever. And and they're just consistently good. They they fight hard and occasionally a little dirty, but it's one of those things where St. Louis and Vegas both are either really really bad for the Stars. Speaking as a Stars fan, or they're you know like we get we wipe them. You know, it's there's no in between. And but I would like to say I. I'm also keeping an eye on um, the Minnesota Wild. Um, mm. I keep up with the Western, the, at least some of the teams in the Western Division, a little bit more than some of the other divisions. Like uh, I'm a big San Jose fan, but you know, with the loss of Pavelski and now I think Thornton now too, right? Is yeah. that yeah? So without those two guys, they they just haven't been doing you know as well because I mean they were. Pavelski came close to um, a Stanley Cup with the Sharks, and then, you know, he they just they lost it, and they were still good for a while. And just the last, you know, last season they were just bad. And so, I'm I'm keeping an eye on the Wild because they they're a pretty good team. They're pretty kind of out there, and I like to kind of pick those. Surpri- I guess in my mind, surprising again, I might be completely wrong. 
And if there's somebody out there that wants to be like, hey, dude, you really don't know what you're talking about. You shut up. Now's the time. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the wild. I want to see the wild pull something wild out. <laughs> Get it? Oh, intended. Clever. But yeah, you know, that wasn't really planned and I feel bad for doing <laughs> it. But um, but yeah, I, uh, I want to see the wild pull something out and kind of be that shocking one that nobody really expects. I think everybody expects St. Louis and Vegas. Um, maybe they expect the wild too, but I, I want to see them come up. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to say the, the, you know, the, everybody's going to pick this one kind of thing. I'm surprised neither of you even said anything about them. Um, you know I have to say the Colorado Avalanche for this division. Oh, um, oh they have McKinnon, right? I hate <laughs> they got Nathan McKinnon. Um, yes, they got Nathan McKinnon. They got Gabriel Landeskog. They have uh, Kale McCarr. They have what a wonderful team uh, mix of young players. This is a team I'm going to hate all year because if anybody's going to compete with the stars every year, it's going to be Colorado. Um, but I think Colorado takes this. That being said, this is one of the toughest slash easiest divisions. When you look at your teams, you have St. Louis, you have Vegas and you have Colorado. And then you have San Jose, Los Angeles, Arizona, Anaheim and Minnesota. Who didn't really do too much last year. You have three top dog teams coming into a group of teams that need to prove themselves if they're going to make playoffs. Have the um, Kings really fallen off that much? Um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. boy. Um, I remember when the Kings were big contenders because I just remember getting our ass kicked by them a bunch of times. And they were yeah. just going to, like, the Kings? Oh, those losers? All right. Uh, one of the one of the big things I do love about the Central Division is we have a very difficult division. It is going to be one of the toughest divisions. You have Dallas, you have Carolina, you have Florida, you have Tampa Bay, you have Nashville, um, and then you have Detroit. Like, <laughs> so you you have those games out of the year where Detroit Detroit's kind of in this middle ground between um, what players do we keep. Versus, you know, what? Who's our, who's our prospects? Who's coming up? Um, mm. Getting rid of people like Justin Abdelkader, um, getting rid of just, just these uh, second or third line players, um, and then just bringing in a bunch of prospects. They're they're literally trying to rebuild their team from scratch, scorched earth, scorched motherfucking earth for Detroit. Um, hopefully they, they get a really good team coming. Um, I hate Detroit with a passion. I miss playing against them and it being good games against Dallas. Um, they have, and, uh, they have Montha coming up. Um, they have a couple other big names. I haven't been really too paying attention to Detroit. Um, they, they've been kind of falling at the wayside. I don't feel, um, much of coming up into there, but uh, they're 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 Detroit right now. Uh, they're not they're not anything special. Um, but let's get into the big topic for for like the way early p- predictions here. Who do you think we're gonna see in the Stanley Cup Finals? Uh, I'll let Eric go first on this one. Let let oh, let's hear your top two picks for the Stanley Cup Finals. Top here. two picks for the Stanley Cup Finals. Okay. 
Um, not knowing how the divisions are set up, so you, you yeah. just have to pick. You have to pick yeah. one from one division and one from another. Yeah. So, um, just with just the last two teams possible at the end of it all, uh, I would assume. Yeah, I would assume probably I'm gonna. I want obviously to put the stars in there. I'm gonna put Tampa Bay in there, mm. and. I'm gonna go. I you know I, I'll go Colorado. I'll I'll take your pick on that one, Stephen. I think Tampa and we can see Colorado in there for sure, and I'll put Tampa Bay in there for round two of Stanley Cup. Yep that that that's a that's a I feel solid, like Tampa uh, Bay is a safe bet, and you know Colorado <laughs> probably is too. But you know, like you said, they've got so many players and. I don't know if you know this, but they got Nathan McKinnon, and um, I just—boy, did we hear I, that enough? Oh man, cannot get enough of Nathan McKinnon apparently. <laughs> so I think we're going to see that going forward. I think that the mem- two giants—that yeah, momentum is going to carry forward. Yeah, uh, Jimmy, what are you, what are your two picks for your final final two? Well, all this Nathan McKinnon talk really has me horned up for Colorado now. I can't believe I left them out of my discussion. And to be honest, that's all on me. Once I saw St. Louis and Vegas, I was like, ooh. But you brought up good points about Colorado. I think it's going to be Colorado and Washington. I think Colorado the Capitals, they're going to get, the, uh, the Capitals are going to get one last gasp, maybe get Ovechkin another cup. But I think it's going to be those two in the final. Yeah. Uh, the Wonderful, wonderful picks. Um, I so I was jotting around my ideas the uh, today, um, and made my wild prediction, and it blows everything out of the water. There, this it's going to be Colorado. I I want to say Colorado is going to make to the Cup Finals, but this other team, I don't even that I have going to the playoff, the Stanley Cup Finals, isn't even my top team for the division. Uh, they're going to make playoffs. Nope, they're going to make playoffs. <laughs> um, but they aren't going to be the top of the division. Um, I think it'll be uh, Colorado versus the Philadelphia Flyers. Whoa! Um, the Flyers. An inspired choice, my friend. Do elaborate. The Flyers are a team that has... It's on its last leg. They, they choose... To go for it now, their next window opens um, maybe four or five years from now. Um, but they have Voracek, they got Giroux, they have two wonderful veteran players. Ooh, man. Um, and then they have uh, Shane Gostas Bear for their defense, who's kind of one of those. Um, those players that keeps quiet, like the stars have Lindell. Um, you have uh, players like, uh, oh man, it's hard to point out because they're all quiet players. They're all quiet defensemen. You never really, unless you root for the team, you never really know who they are. Um, you have uh, Sammy Votnin, uh that was on New Jersey. I don't know where he's at now. Um, but you have these silent defensemen who are just wonderful players. They're great defensemen. They don't score a whole lot of points, but they will put up enough points, but always be back on defense. And the Philadelphia Flyers have two outstanding goalies as well. Um, 
except I think Michael Newerth, New Newerth. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I think he's playing in uh, the Swedish Elite League this year. Um, but you have, um, of course, our Giroux. Uh, you have Travis Kanakni. Um, weird name. You have Nolan Patrick, who's coming up. The one of the big names um, that was out of the draft. I think it was Nolan Patrick and uh, Nico Hersher for uh, New Jersey Devils, and then Miro Haskinen. That was the top three in that draft. And I think Nolan Patrick is going to going to surprise some people. Um, they have James Van Riemsdyk uh, for a forward. Um, they just have a lot of players, uh, like I would say with how uh, Vegas was. Uh, when Vegas started, uh, you have a team that's coming in from um, from an expansion draft who none nobody on the team is a number one player, but everybody on the team can fit on the second line somewhere. So you have four lines of second line players. So when you're playing for your your bottom two always pair up to be better than your first line. Um, to be as as conveniently consistent down your entire lineup. And I think that's what um they're doing here. They have oh they have Brian Elliott and Carter Hart as their goaltenders. Carter Hart is amazing. Uh Brian Elliott was the uh goaltender for Tampa Bay before they got Vasilevinsky. Uh Brian Elliott um nope. Bishop uh Brian Elliott was uh with St. Louis with uh Jake Allen. Um but I think they're a solid team all the way down. Um I think they're very underestimated. Um I think they can definitely pull a cup run this year. Um a very surprising cup run. Um especially with Giroux and uh, Voracek uh getting just out of their prime. I think they can pull through. Which is going to be a surprising pick for everybody. What are your guys' well, thoughts on that one? <laughs> well, think? you've said you've said things, and uh, you make a lot of good points. And I don't know enough about them to dispute those points, so I'm just going to take it as fact. <laughs> um, so, I have something to add. A little addition to the postseason stuff that we've been talking about. Yep. I don't know if we're going to bring it up, but... We are not having any wild cards this year. Did you know that? I did not. How they? How are they setting it up? It's going to be the top four teams from each division are qualifying for the playoffs. Okay. Number number one versus four, number two versus the three in each division, and then those winners meet to determine who wins the title. Okay. And that, but from what I'm reading, they are tossing out the conference geographical designations. And then they reseed the teams after that based on regular season points. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you can literally have a team from each end up being in the Stanley Cup. It doesn't. So what you're saying is we could have a Stars Tampa Bay rematch. No, no, we can't. Oh, we cannot. Yeah, never mind. I'm dumb. They're in the same. They're in the same division. But but we can have. We can have. Um. Uh, stars play anybody from the east, the west, or the north. That, they can literally be playing exciting. any of those teams that aren't in their own division. They can end up playing all of the teams, which is which is wonderful. I I had no idea how they were setting it up. Um, 
and I should have done my research there. So thank you for that one, Jimmy, bringing that one up. Um, hey, doing what I can. Let's talk about a little little small thing. Um, then we'll go into our reverse retro jersey kind of looks. Um, we're going to go to the one I kind of skipped, but the offsides rule. Um, I don't know how much you know about offsides. Um, offsides is this funny little thing where you have this blue line. Um, and the player with the puck has to move the puck across the line before their body crosses the line or any other player from their team crosses the blue line into the offensive zone. This has always been a problem with trying to catch. There's so many reviews on this subject. There's uh, this player's dragging their foot. Um, is it behind the line? Does the puck cross the line before their back foot does? All that kind of jumping. Um, did the player drag his foot long enough? Did it come off the ice? Um, the blue line is no longer a line, but a plane of existence like a touchdown in American football. Um, if your foot is lifted, as long as it is behind the line, it is not offsides. So, wonderful addition. I'm so glad it'll stop these players that are dragging their foot across the line. As long as you don't completely cross the line, it's not offsides, which is wonderful. Um, I don't think I personally had an issue with the previous offsides rule. I'm interested to see how this season goes with this change. I assume it may take some adjustment for some teams to get used to it. I mean, it'll probably be an adjustment period for the whole league, but yeah. but it what it so what I think it'll do is it'll definitely let players build up more speed because they don't have to drag their foot. Their foot can be up. They can still be skating as long as their foot is behind that plane. Sure. Kind of thing. Sure. Um, not a huge thing, but a lot of thing, a lot of like, um, uh, what is it called? Controversy of, Hey, did he lift his foot? Hey, did he, um, did his foot, you know, cross the line? Um, did the puck completely cross the line before he lifted up his back foot? Uh, it takes all those controversy questions out of the way and makes it a plane of existence. Um, Sounds so, pretty. Sounds a little similar to what they got going on with the offsides rule in soccer, but we don't need to talk soccer. <laughs> uh, wonderful, wonderful um, hockey-like game that takes way too long to play. Um, <laughs> the beautiful game. So let's go ahead and get into um, everybody's favorite subject that's going to be talked about, um, unless you're a Stars fan. But the reverse retro jerseys, right? Every team got one. Um, you had pretty much, you could do anything with these. Um, you could bring back an old design. Um, you can be like, uh, Las Vegas who brought in a design from an old Las Vegas, like minor, minor, minor league team. Um, the Las Vegas Thunder, I think the team was called. Um, they brought in that design and added their secondary logo to the jersey and made it red. A lot of people don't like red jerseys, but I think it it's it's a nice, fresh little thing. I know Las Vegas is new, but um, having a jersey that isn't your main colors is a nice, uh, nice breather kind of thing. Um, um, so let's go ahead and we'll go with Eric first on this one. What what is your okay. what are what are your disputed favorites for for these ones? Do you have so, a absolute favorite or 
Um, yeah, as much as I hate, hate, hate to admit it, I'm going to have to say that the the best one, in my opinion, is definitely the Tampa Bay Lightning one. I love the Tampa Bay Lightning reverse retro jersey. It looks so cool. I think that's it's, – it's just a fantastic jersey. I love that one. Um, I like the the Minnesota Wild one because it throws back to the 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 Minnesota North Stars, right? Yeah. And so um, I think that's another great one. Obviously, I like the Stars one a lot better. Once I saw it in person, I was not. I was. I thought it was just okay before I got my uh, jersey and saw it in person. But now looking back on it, I I really like that one. I think Calgary and and Carolina uh, have some pretty good ones too, but I'd have to say top three uh, with number one spot going to uh, Tampa Bay, number two probably going to to Dallas, and actually to the Wild, and then three going to Dallas, just because, you know, Dallas is my team. Yeah. But, you know, close runner-up to Calgary. And we'll throw our worst in later because we're going to discuss the worst, of course. Um, But no, great picks from all three. Um, I I love Tampa's. Tampa's jersey is wonderful and beautiful. Um, It brings them back to their the last time they won the cup. So it's funny that they bring this one after they just won the cup. Mm -hmm. Um, They come in and bring their old jersey from when they originally won the cup in um, previous years. and then you have, of course, we're Stars fans. The Stars are going to be in there. And, of course, we're Stars fans. Even though we hate Minnesota, the North Stars logo is a um, is a Dallas Stars franchise kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, it was in Minnesota, um, but we love the North Stars stuff, too. Um, it's part of our franchise. Uh, Minnesota can hate us all we want. Don't hate us. Hate Tom Green. Um, but uh, Jimmy, go ahead and what are your what are your top three and kind of like if you have any outliers that are like this this jersey looks you know really good kind of thing. my out my outliers I'm going to give it to the stars and the devils um, they are obviously my big teams I have the reverse retro jersey in my closet right now um, I'm, I'm personally I want to try and pick three teams I don't really follow that well to. Um, critique and appreciate their jerseys but i love the devils red and green they finally Mm -hmm. have this green primary jersey i'm very excited to see how that looks on the ice yeah that was the question going into this reverse retro is jersey had to do one thing new jersey had to do one thing and it was to bring back the green and Mm -hmm. boy did they bring it back Oh yeah, a lot of people were mad. They're like, "Why isn't it a black? We need a black jersey. We need a black Devils jersey." I'm like, "Guys, this green one is going to be hot on the ice. We'll get a black jersey eventually, but this green one for now, yeah. oh yeah." I'd, I'd have to agree. I, I, I really like the New Jersey one as well. I love that. I didn't realize that it was um, green the first time I looked at it, and then I think you had pointed it out, and I was like, "Oh wow, yeah, that that went up way much." Like. Looks way cooler in my book. I think I'd prefer the the green to the black, honestly. Yeah, that was one of their original yeah. looks. Was yep. was that jersey, but reversed, so where the red striping and everything is. That was green, and it just looked it it. Yes, it's Christmas colors. That a lot of people will say always, uh, but this Christmas colors. But <laughs> for some reason, on the jersey, on the original jersey, the green really accented the red, and it, and it 
the green was something to add to a jersey that was still dark, but wasn't black. Kind of feel to it, which I, I mm-hmm. really think that it gives it. I think a lot of teams go to black as their go-to. I'm, I'm very glad they went with green instead. It is a very easy to jump down to, or jump to the black as a escape, but the green is unique. But let me talk about the three that I really like the most. Go for it. My top one, or mm, do I want to go top? No, I'll go my third favorite. I'm going to go with the Winnipeg Jets. I I like the sl- the continuous sleeve piping, the white piping going right up to the chest. I think they brought that back from the Atlanta Thrasher stuff. Okay. The Atlanta Thrashers used to have that sleeve, that piping down the sleeve like that. Yeah, big fan of that. Um, and that giant Jets logo right there in the middle. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, my number two, I'm giving it to Pittsburgh. Something about diagonal lettering across yeah, the chest. Looks good. I'm just like, give it to me. Very nice. Yeah. Ooh. Who's who's your number one? Where's your number one at? My number one. I don't know. I don't know how y'all are gonna receive this. Um, let's go. The, my number one, the Anaheim Ducks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I I am a sucker for anything Mighty Ducks related. So the minute I see the Mighty Duck on the jersey, I'm like, that's it. That's the one. And yeah, that's ab- it. <laughs> Absolutely. The the Anaheim Ducks one is just like I like I've said before, you had the choice to do anything you wanted with this jersey. They definitely went all out and did something only a couple other teams did where they were just like here. This is this is what we want. Yep. Um, so my my top three. My three goes to the Anaheim. Anaheim Ducks. Wonderful jersey. One thing I can point out more than anything else with that jersey is the lettering. The lettering is beautiful. I love the kind of just drawn art style where it's just like, ah, we'll just put a C on it or we'll just make a cartoon looking two or it's just kind of flawlessly just drawn instead of this blocky lettering that most jerseys you have to deal with. Um, so you have this drawn two and you have this drawn one, you have this drawn, drawn numbers. It looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, for number two, I'm going to have to go with old Smokey and say the Calgary Flames. That that uh, yeah. the jersey is beautiful. They brought it back. It's all black. Um, it's got the wonderful stallion logo on it. Um, it's like with the stars. I would have been happy if they would have brought back the Muteris. Um, I thought that would have been cool. You could have done it in the victory green colors. Um, I've seen some wonderful concept art for changing just the Muteris style, but keeping the um, getting rid of the uterus look that people say, um, and just putting the bowl with the star on it kind of look kind of like the Calgary flames one. Um, And, and wonderful, wonderful Jersey. Um, My number one has to go to the Vancouver Canucks. Mm. You brought back the gradient. That's all you needed to do. The gradient is 
beautiful with the jersey. The green is a wonderful color with that going up into the beautiful navy blue. Like um, it's a wonderful, wonderful jersey. It's sad that their wonderful logo is also going to be leaving them um, due to um, uh, what's it? What is it called? Uh, being it's a uh, kind of a it's the, like the native symbol for the Canuck kind of thing. It's it's a uh, it's like the Washington Redskins getting rid of theirs because it's it's not it's not uh, politically correct. It's just you you can't do something like that anymore. Um, it's it wasn't well taken with the Redskins. It's what a bad derogatory thing for it, especially me being part Native American. It's kind of one of those things why you could have done anything. Um, you have the Blackhawks in hockey, but the Blackhawks are more representative and they have abided by all the rules that the Native American population has asked for um, with with that kind of thing. But I don't really want to get into political talk here. Um, wonderful jersey. Wonderful design. Um, my outliers will be for teams that did something and chose to do something a little different. Um, you have uh, the... Um, I have the uh, Montreal Canadiens. I got it right this time. The Montreal Canadiens uh, coming out with their blue jersey instead of their classic red. It's the first time they've had something other than a red home jersey. Bringing it blue instead. And then, and then you have the Phoenix Coyotes. Another purple kind of jersey like the LA Kings. Uh, they brought in more of a Phoenix Suns colors for it. It's purple and orange. It has the uh the the what do they call it? What is that called? The um, Kachina Phoenix on it? Is that what they call it? Maybe. Um, and uh, and the desert kind of rim at the bottom. It, it it reminded me a little bit of when there was a joke around bringing Tampa Bay a New Jersey, and um the joke was that Tampa Bay had a ring around the bottom of it that was filled with palm trees. Um <laughs> And everybody hated it. I mean, of course, it was a joke. Um, but a wonderful, wonderful jersey on that too. Um, now let's let's get into the best part of this whole thing. What's the worst jersey? Oh well, I'm glad you asked because I think it's the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> it's that one and the St. Louis Blues. I think those are the two worst. I think that the Coyotes was very inspired, but I just think it is just terrible. I cannot stand it. God. Yeah. Um, the Phoenix Coyotes one, I didn't pick them for a favorite. They were an outlier because they were different. Yeah. They were yeah, very different I, than everybody else was. Yeah, I think that I, I appreciate them trying something different, right? Because I think that the bottom of it with the the desert and the mountains and the and the cactus and the moon, I think that's really cool. It, and like, But I just think the way that it, it came out looking is... Um, less than stellar. Yeah. And what, what's your what's your worst one, Jimmy? What what are you gonna throw into the mix here? Oh well. Um, my take. I think that Canucks jersey is trash. Um, Ooh, gradient gradient really? color. Yeah, I do not like that gradient color scheme on sports jerseys. The Atlanta Falcons tried it this year. Uh, garbage. 
I just don't think it looks great on a hockey jersey. That's my take. Oh, I love the gradient. And will, yeah, there's honorable. I'm going to give an honorable mention to the LA Kings for um, riding the Lakers coattails of success, trying to get their colors on there. They, uh, they've had it. You, you see, you say that now you're going to make all the LA Kings people angry, but that's Good. not really too big of a deal. But LA Kings have been purple and yellow before. They've they've had yeah. the purple and yellow jerseys. They had the actual the the little crown that's at the mm-hmm. bottom of their logo. That used to be the logo on that purple and, and yellow jersey that they had. Yeah. I guess it's just more of a recency bias thing because oh the Lakers are now back to being relevant and good. Now let's put on these colors again. Yeah. Uh, oh and and my my worst jersey, my worst jersey goes to a team that a couple team a couple teams did this where it was like you could have done anything and you brought a jersey that looks exactly like what you're already wearing. Like you could have done anything. Oh, I know what but you're about. We're to going do. we're going to the one that oh, you could yeah. have done absolutely anything and you chose to add three stripes onto the jersey. Detroit Red Wings. Out of any jersey, you brought a white jersey and added three gray stripes. You could not have chose to do anything dumber. It, Get it, their ass. <laughs> it is awful. You have your Detroit, uh, your stadium series jerseys that are wonderful and beautiful um, that don't have the wheel, the, the Detroit wheel, winged wheels uh, logo. Um, I love the logo. I mean, it's a it's weird, but I mean, it represents Detroit. If you're going to have a logo that represents anything, it represents Detroit. Um, but you 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 brought a jersey that's literally white, and you go, "This is our reverse retro jersey." When you have beautiful stadium series jerseys, you have beautiful outdoor game jerseys, and you bring in nothing. You you literally are that kid in class that did nothing on the project, and last minute you have twenty seconds to turn it in, and that's what you do. Like that's what they brought. They they didn't even know the retro jerseys was a was a thing. They they were told yesterday, the day before it was supposed to be done, and they were like, "This is it. This is what we drew." You know, we've spent years thinking about this. This is what we want. And and I mean, you guys know, you guys are. You guys are both uh, both teachers. You you know what I'm talking about with the with some of the kids there. Um, that's you're, how you're pandering to me. Yes, that's how yes. that's how I feel about that jersey. It was just yeah. I agree it was, with that. It was something had, they had the an entire poster to create something beautiful with, and they put shit in the corner and turned it in and be like, okay, yeah, that's good enough, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, other teams did something similar where it's like Edmonton Oilers. They mm-hmm. brought in a jersey. It looks kind of like their old jersey, but their jerseys don't look bad. I mean, I'm not saying Detroit jerseys look bad. It's just uh, at least the Edmonton Oilers once. Yeah, yeah. The Edmonton Oilers has at least piping on it. Uh, you, yeah. you bring in um, the New York Islanders who literally didn't change anything and they brought in their old jersey. Kind of um, looks like Finding Nemo, but yeah, I like it. I like, and and uh, to kind of piggyback off that, I I think it works for some teams, right? Yeah. To just kind of bring back the old one. For example, I love San Jose's retro reverse jersey. That is, 
it's so great because it just it's a throwback to the the original one like the original one that yeah. like Pavelski was wearing when he first got brought onto the team and i love that now doing something like like what detroit did it's it's like oh come on man you couldn't have come up with anything else you know it's one of those things it really depends yeah. on on how well loved those old jerseys were and just how they looked like don't bring back an ugly jersey yeah yeah definitely um so let's get into the last, you know, we're kind of winding down on it. Um, let's just get into the last part of our um, our talks and talk a little bit about uh, the team we know and love, uh, the Stars. Like, how, how do we how do we see them? Uh, what was kind of the experience last year um, and and what we expect from them this year? And just kind of talking about us, a team that doesn't get talked about very much. Yeah. Um, so let's start off the playoffs. So. Going into the playoffs was was fun. The COVID kind of brought the season to a halt. Um, I think going into the halt of the season, we were on like a seven game losing streak. Mm-hmm. So, so going into the playoffs, going into the playoffs, we were like, okay, at least we can make it, and we got the buy. We got the. We pretty mm-hmm. much didn't have to do the round robin because we had we had we had to do the round robin. Uh, bracket stage we didn't have to do the play-in games to get into the playoffs um so we lucked out there with our standings um uh but then what do you expect from a team that just lost seven games in a row going into the playoffs kind of thought because if it was any other season you lose seven games before the playoffs start and you're like oh so what's my team going to do when we hit the playoffs? We have to start the playoffs in in four or five days. Uh, what what was kind of your guys' expectations for the stars when when jumping into this, especially starting the round robin as poorly as they did as well? Um, I'll I'll go ahead and, and start us off on this one. I mean, I was a little concerned, mostly because you know we have always as you know as the stars. We have always at least made it to the playoffs in some form or fashion. You know, whether we did well when when we got there, it is a different story. But, you know, we've we've always kind of made it. So I wasn't too concerned. I was thinking maybe we'll get booted at the end of the first round. But, you know, it was kind of one of those, I don't want to say business as usual ones. But, you know, I, was, I wasn't feeling too worried because I honestly didn't think that we were going to make it as far as we did, you know, again, not that I don't have faith in, in the team because, you know, I love the team, but you know, it was, I think it was something that surprised even a lot of stars fans that we got as far as we did. And, um, but I think it, it kind of shows the the real grit that this team has. And I think that, uh, and we've talked about this outside of this podcast, but I think that, the the stars are one of those teams that do better when they're playing the same team a couple times, you know, back to back. So I think even though the baseball style schedule that we have now is weird, I think it's going to benefit teams like the stars a lot more who really learn from playing these teams. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're, what you're saying is pretty much the stars can get in there. They learn how their opponent plays and can easily come back yeah. for the second game. Yeah, so they they kind of learn the ins and outs and and where these teams got them, and 
And that I think that's what really helped us. And I think also having that time to recover once everything did start shutting down also helped the stars out quite a mm-hmm. bit. Because I think they're one of the ones that um, once they once the injuries start coming, they just they don't stop. And 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 it really takes the wind out of the stars. And so for them to have that time to regroup and then just kind of sync up as a team. And I think for the playoffs, the round robin was a great way for them to analyze their weak points. And they, in my opinion, they really came back and, and patched up those holes in the ship and, you know, long enough to make it to the finals. Yeah. No, they, they, they definitely showed, um, like watching them, uh, going Mm. into the playoffs, they go through the round robin stage. I think they only beat St. Louis in the round robins. Yeah. We lost to Vegas. We lost to Colorado. Uh, we played St. Louis, um, which is funny because St. Louis ended up getting kicked out. St. Louis lost all of their games. Uh, we won the one against St. Louis. St. Louis ends up getting kicked out in the um, the first round of the playoffs um, to uh, Vancouver. Um, we beat Calgary. Um, and I think that's where I go into it, where... We're very much that team. We learn how to play against a team. Uh, we know after the first game where we got beat and where they let up and we recuperate, we come back stronger, um, which is why I'm glad we played the first four round robin games and then we played Calgary first. Um, I'm not saying Calgary's bad in any demeanor, but we've always played really well against Calgary. So getting our skates under us for Calgary and going into the series against Colorado and then Vegas, I think the beating Calgary out and actually seeing that we had the team to actually compete did help the stars build the momentum mm-hmm. into the into the rounds. What's uh? What's your take, Jimmy? What What did you think of the Stars' run? What was your What was your thoughts just going into the playoffs for for the Stars there? I mean, my big thing. I was not expecting them to have this the run all the way to the Stanley Cup. Um, before the COVID shutdown, when they were on that um losing streak, I was concerned that COVID break could not have happened to a better team. Yeah. Honestly, that really helped them right to ship. Um, you know figure out what was going wrong, you know, get that good recovery time. And when they were finally able to get back on the ice and eventually make it to the playoffs, I, like I said, at the beginning, I really did not expect them to make that much damage, mm-hmm. do that much damage in the playoffs. So basically them going beyond the first round, I was like, this is a treat. This is awesome. Like I wasn't expecting a Stanley cup out of this. I was just, happy to see them make a deep run and enjoying it the entire time. And they were definitely enjoying themselves too. Um, It was just a shame that they came up short against Tampa Bay because there's a couple times and I definitely thought it was possible that they could win it all. And I gave myself that hope. Yeah. Unfortunately it fell a little short, but I mean, at the same time, I don't think usually when you see your team lose in the finals, you're pretty devastated. I, I don't think I was ever devastated when they lost to Tampa Bay. I was like, Damn, look at them. Like they made it this far. That's damn impressive. Yeah. Um yeah. my one of my favorite talking points with anybody who who watches hockey is is the stars 
making that run, nobody thought the Stars were going to win a single round. The first round came in, we're playing Calgary. Everybody thought we were going to lose to Calgary. Um, it was kind of a toss-up. Some people might have said, you know, Stars are going to win this, all this kind of stuff. Um, and then you get into Colorado. And it, even as a Stars fan, if you in the right mind thought Stars were going to wipe the floor with Colorado, you were insane. The only way the Stars could beat Colorado is in the exact fashion that they did. Every game was hard fought. There was no, we wiped the floor, we beat them. There was no, um, there was no standout game where it was like, yeah, the Stars have got this. It, it was a hard fought series all the way through. And not only was it hard fought, but ended spectacularly in a game seven overtime win. Um, which is the only way you can close out a series like that uh, against a team like that. Um, and then you, and then you go into Vegas. Um, and again, Vegas is this big team that came into the league, went to the Stanley cup finals, their first year, everybody constantly thinks they're going to repeat it, go to the Stanley cup finals and win and, and, and try to get the win to get an early Stanley cup that some teams still do not have. Um, and, Everybody thought Vegas was going to play their defensive game and and beat the Stars out, um, but the Stars kicked them out in in six games. I, I thought I, it was five. I thought it was it's five. five games. Five games. You're right. They only Vegas only had two two games up, um, and that one uh, was a wipe. Like we came in game five and said. No, we're we're going to yeah. the Cup Finals, um, and and that being said, I wanna I I just thought about this is when you're going into the second round against a team like Colorado, and you're up during Game Five, um, and you're up in the series Game Five, and you go in to play Game Six. And you lose game six like they did, playing a team that everybody thinks whoever wins this series is going to the cup finals um, in the exact same manner that it did the year before. Stars were playing the Blues. They were up. Stars easily could have taken the series in game six. Then they go into game seven. And every Stars fan was going into game seven into that overtime going, it's going to be a repeat of last year. We're, we're not going to hold our own. We're going to lose in overtime. We're not going to, we're going to lose just like we did last year. And like, um, that's the one question I want to ask any team, any player. Um, when you're, when you're going into a game like that and it's happening exactly like it did the year before, what, mentality do you have to bring yourself into to not think about the previous year for the same manner for it to happen um and of course the stars overcame they brought in a uh, wonderful kiviranta jfk um and uh, with spectacular fin fashion finished out that series which is wonderful 
then of course they go on to face Vegas, and then everybody loved them going on and facing Tampa Bay. And boy, when Stars won that first game. That's when I had that hope. I was like, oh my god. They yeah, it's like, oh, we're, we're going to... Because, yeah, Star, that first game, if I'm not mistaken, I might be, I might be misremembering, but we, we dominated that first game you know, like pretty well. We played a wonderful defensive game. I, I, yeah. In in domination, as in we played defensively, we played our game. I don't think we really racked up the points on them. I think we won like uh, four to yeah, two. yeah. We didn't we didn't let them get too many shots in, and you know we we commanded the ice, um, and it was very much our game. And so, but yeah, like I started getting the same hopes of like, oh my god, is this really happening? Because yeah, you know, going against Colorado again, it was one of those things the last time I had been to a um like to a Stars game in person, uh a finals game at least, a playoffs game was against Colorado and it was like, oh cool, like we're playing Colorado again, we might lose. And like you said, I was like on the edge of my seat and I was like, "Oh my god, we won. We beat Colorado. We're going on to the next round." And then it was like, "Oh, it's Vegas. Well, Vegas kicks the crap out of us." And so for us to 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 blow Vegas out like we did, where we just completely commanded the ice, and, you know, it wasn't like a like a blowout. We played very defensively against Vegas. You know, it wasn't high scoring games like Colorado was. In Colorado yeah. series, we had high scoring games, and then with with Vegas, I think you know we might have had a game that went to five or six, but most of them were low scoring, big defensive games, and yeah. so. I was just like in disbelief and it was like, okay, game after game after game, we're winning the Vegas series. And we finally win that last game. And I was like, holy shit, we're going to the finals. I can't believe like what's going on. I'm screaming, I'm yelling, I'm like jumping around. I don't remember if we watched that game together or not. I think no, I we think did. So. I think we, I think did we on watched it on online. I think we watched yeah, it yeah. online together. We weren't like physically with each other, but, um, but yeah, I remember the first couple of games uh, here. I think actually the first game against uh, Tampa, we all were together watching that one. Yeah, we were. I, I was. I I know I was over at yeah. least. I think I think you were there, Jimmy, because then we we tried to recreate it. That's right. Yep. To recreate the luck that we had. Yes. And it just it just fell short. Yeah. But yeah. I remember. Um, but yeah, I just see. I had that sense of of sadness when they lost, just because. I think the la- the last time, you know, as a Stars fan that I saw them in the the finals was as a kid. And so I was like, <gasps> I was hanging all my hopes on it. I got I got too sucked in. Yeah. I got too sucked in. So when they lost, I was just like I want to be alone and sad now, but <laughs> you know, I'm I'm fine now a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, it was it was a wonderful wonderful uh series for for sure. Um at least coming up uh, with two wins in that series, uh, losing it in in game six wasn't superb, but uh, hard hard fought games from both sides. Uh, losing to Tampa two to nothing in the final game was kind of a heartbreak, but um, the stars were worn down. Um, we were missing yeah. Boxa, we were missing Como, we were missing Cogliano. Um, we were we, that's pretty much our checking line. Our entire checking line was gone. And if you're going to compete against Tampa Bay, 
uh, you need that pressure. You you had no other player to step in and provide the pressure that that line provides. And it's was initially what, what happened. Uh, we couldn't place that line against Tampa's top line. Um, so we eventually just started losing to their top line. Um, we didn't have a, a line to push back. Um, so uh, getting, getting that off of our shoulders uh, with the Stanley cup and, and everything uh, being lost there going into this season. Um, we're down Sagan until March. I think mm-hmm. it was down Bishop. We know being down Bishop isn't the biggest of deals because um, we have Hudobin and we have Jake Ottinger as backup. Who's going to hopefully eventually take over as the team's goaltender. Number one goaltender. Um, you, you start to think about that taxi squad. And when Bishop comes back, do you put Ottinger in that taxi squad if he's been performing well? Um, or do you think uh, we just put him back down to the minors and hope Bishop and and Dobby can carry carry the rest of the uh, season to the playoffs? Um, you're also down uh, Sagan at the beginning. Uh, we didn't pick up anybody to replace. Uh, we lost Corey Perry. Um, uh, we we re-signed Hints and we re-signed Giryanov, which was wonderful additions, um, wonderful pieces. Um, we sign um, uh, Pisic. I think that's how you say his name. <laughs> I, I hate I I hate if I pronounce that wrong, but I think that's what I've heard everybody call him because they make fun of it. But I. It's a name. It it looks cool on a jersey. P S Y S K, just looks great. Um, he's number thirteen this year for the Stars. Um, we lose Ian Mark to uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, pick up mm. Ian Mark. Um, Corey Perry, of course, we've talked about it. Goes to Montreal. Um, uh, so we lose Johns for this entire season. Johns has opted not to play. Um, and you're you're looking at the team, and it's we're kind of going in with a with a team down in all star like Sagan. Um, people say, "Oh, Sagan came into this team and he scored a lot of goals, got a lot of points, but he hasn't been playing the same since." And all I can say to that is uh, the same thing that happened to Madano is happening to Sagan. Uh, when you when you bring in a coach that plays a very heavy defensive system your top player is going to either learn to play that way or he's going to be traded and Sagan had to learn how to play defensively and he plays defensively like a real number one forward now um so he he's declining on goals of course he's still one of our best um luckily Giryanov comes in the goal scorer um, Skorianov. Um, and then we have Hints, who's wonderful on that line as well, playing with uh, Giryanov, two of the fastest forwards the Stars have, along with um, a, a very strong defensive core. Um, being uh, first line is going to be Lindell and Klingberg. Second, a big showing, big showing from Alexiak last year and into the playoffs. Um, and with his partner, the wonderful Miro Heiskanen, um, 
who I don't think anybody will argue with me, um, especially not in this group because we're all stars fans, but will be a Norris Trophy winner for best defenseman at some time. It's not if he'll get it, it is when he will get it. Um, so we're looking at a a strong defensive team again. We're down a couple players, and how how do you guys think we'll match up in a division like like we're having to face up against with with down players like Sagan and and Bishop here? Personally, I think we may struggle out of the gates because of missing those players, but I think we'll. I mean, when we get them back, it will be a little bit of an adjustment to get them back into the swing of things. I think we can regain some of that form that we had last year. It's just a matter of being patient with it. Because I'm kind of at that point, I'm not expecting us to dominate this division right from the jump. Would that be nice? Sure. But we are limited because of those injuries. So I'm not expecting a whole lot to start. But I do think once we have everyone back to full health and everyone's playing, to the full capacity, we should be able to um, get back to where we've been. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would uh, agree from that because, like, or agree with that. I'm sorry. Um, I think that uh, that with with uh, Sagan and Bishop out, I think honestly that we're going to be okay. Um, like you said, like we've already talked about, we've got uh, Hudobin, you know signed again we've got Ottinger there which he did good the like one or two games I saw him play and so um I'm not too concerned and even then even with with a with a big gun on the ice like Sagan out we still have so many good like alternates that we can put forward and I think that the playoffs you know was actually a big sign of that you know because we had people that had to step out and we discovered people like Kiviranta that you know we never would have found out about had these injuries not occurred now obviously I don't want you know our players to be injured I don't want you know regardless if it's our players or someone else's that's never great but we discovered all these talents and we were able to survive and thrive you know without some big names during the playoffs so I think and you know, in the end, we're going to be okay. And even if it, if we have a rough start, we had a really rough start to last season. I mean, so bad that I was like, I don't even think we're going to make it to the playoffs. And then we made it to the finals. So overall, I'm not concerned. The stars have um, you know pulled out miracles from nothing before. So uh, I'm I'm interested to see them do it again. Good points. Um... Yeah, wonderful additions we have coming up. We've got uh, Titalandria coming up as well. Um, like you said, we've got players you can put in that first center lineup where Sagan is. We have Pavelski. He can easily fit that top line. Um, we have Hints, who doesn't normally play center but can. Um, you have a wonderful lineup of guys. You have a bunch of prospects coming up. Um, we have Thomas Harley for a defenseman. We have Tidal Andrea as a center. We have um, uh, Riley Tuft, who doesn't look like he's what we thought he would be, but he's still a great overall player. And Jake Ottinger. Hopefully he'll be the all-star goaltender we all want and thought that we would get when we picked him. Um, and hopefully um, it rounds out the series to be uh, a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, um, season uh, to this 
weirdly started year. <laughs> but agree. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than that, um, I think uh, if everybody would like to join us next time, I think we'll figure out a day where we will uh, constantly put this, whether it be um, every two weeks, uh, once a month. Uh, maybe every week if it's uh, popular enough or people start listening to it. Um, the only thing you can do to support right now is listen. Um, and it's wonderful being able to talk hockey, um, talking about things that uh, at a level that anybody would understand and big hockey fans would only know some of the terms kind of thing. Um, it's wonderful to be able to talk um i always have uh these guys included people telling me to stop talking about hockey um and what better way to get all my hockey stuff out from talking about it um but yeah if you can support it uh we are the puck and selly podcast um and if you have any friends kind of give them the go ahead um until then until next time we're out peace Adios.